Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in the studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app, if you have that downloaded. But you can also tune in to the show through your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station, or you can watch us on your computer or your mobile devices. You can head on over to supertalktv.com. And you know what today is, Rhino? What's today? A good day to be a duck. It's a good day to be a duck. All ducks are happy statewide today. It's just a rainy and sort of dreary day. But if you look out and you do have little ducks or ducklings in your backyard, it's the day you see them waddling around and just so happy, go lucky uh, to be. Until, I guess, the you know the real heavy downpours coming down. But then they just back out and they wait for that light and happy and find a puddle and so it's a good day to be a duck you know we're having a lot of fun over on the good things facebook group um, it's a good place where you we get the conversation started we ask you know the most important questions in your life no not really the ones that allow you a chance to take a break from maybe the rain or whatever else is bothering you so recently i was having a chat with a friend who to put a pause on her professional career to stay at home with her three kids she was going to dust off that resume and try to get back out there and we got to joking about all the skills that she has um, ob- obtained while being a, a parent at home for the last nine, I think, ten years now, and there's three of them, and she was trying to, we were having fun trying to figure out how to get those onto her resume because, you know, you think about it, if you've been a parent or a grandparent or whatever it may be for so long, you you develop these really important skills that could translate great into the workforce, but you can't put like negotiating with toddler terrorist on your resume and it be considered official, but I think you should. So we're having a fun conversation asking you to share what skill you have obtained from parenting that you sh- that should be appropriate to add to your resume. You can jump in on this conversation too, 601-879-4395. And in fact, Brian Haydad commented, I do not uh, negotiate with terrorists, which I let Brian Haydad know real quick, like in a hurry. It's been several years since he's had a toddler hanging out in, in his house. How quickly we forget that negotiating skills come in real handy when you're trying to talk a two or three or four year old off the meltdown ledge or back from it when the cup's blue instead of pink or when the chicken's fried instead of whatever else fish sticks who knows what the what the argument may be now Rhino I know this isn't necessarily an area where you've developed these skills but you've gotten the opportunity to sit back and sort of watch your two brothers negotiate with terrorists, so to speak, or figure out how to de-escalate situations. And I feel like these are things that we take for granted that also make us really great employers or employees. And we need to figure out how to like harness that to, I guess, um, to better ourselves. And I mean, you really can't add it to your resume. But I do feel like there's skills that we develop that go overlooked often. I'm just sitting back thinking, because you're right, I have near near zero parenting experience, and the only experience I have is with other people's kids. But when I think of a resume, I think of saying something in as many words as possible. So you don't just say negotiating. You have to make it sound better than just negotiating. So I'm wondering, what are some of these parental skills and what wordsmithing could be done to them to make them sound more business syntax? 
Oh, maybe we should have Gerard in for this one because it would say, okay, basically, I mean, my friend, if we're using her as our as our example, is, I mean, she has three kids. I guess they all span within two years of each other. And when you think about negotiating, man, she's had to appease everybody's, you know, requests, but then find the middle ground. She's had to, you know, um, walk people off ledges, de-escalate situations, get everybody to sort of work together, stay on task, delegate, you know, the chores and all of the things that need to be done. I'm thinking along the lines of... She picks up the slack <laughs> in the when, underwear. <laughs> when my, my ninja nephew got in trouble at the, uh, the church daycare and didn't want to come out from underneath the table, mm-hmm. and his mother was listing off things that he was going to be doing without until he started cooperating. So I would imagine you could say something like interpersonal strategic valuation Oh, see, that sounds so much better than calming a tantrum. <laughs> but that's something, I mean, legit. And two, I think uh, as parents, we don't give ourselves enough credit for these skills that we have developed when trying to keep peace in the home and not keep peace as in just keep everybody happy, but like just keep the ship running, right? Uh, Becky mentions multitasking. Oh, my gosh. It's not necessarily the best way to be, you know, the most uh, focused in any one area, but when baby's screaming, but the pot of boiling water needs the noodles and the doorbell rings and then the dog is shows up at the door and then, you know, you have to sort of figure out which is the most important in that exact moment and then still be able to get all of them done. And I don't know how you would translate that necessarily onto a resume either, but, you know, multitasking like a mother is a phrase for a reason. And that doesn't necessarily translate well to your resume either, although you would get a high five and a hug from me if you had the audacity to put, I multitask like a mother on your resume. Learning flexibility and adaptability. I mean, I think that that, that's, that is resume schmezne. Oh, yeah. Speak. You always want an employee to be fat, although that probably will get you in trouble if you say that to them. But you want them to be flexible, adaptable, and trainable. F-A-T. Diversion strategies, multitasking, conflict resolution. I feel like there's a lot of folks who fully realize what it what it sort of means. Can do anything one-handed. Can speak three unknown languages. Lie detector. Ah, there's a good one. But I don't know how you put that into your resume in terms of, you know, it depends on if you're, I guess you're going in for like a managerial position. You don't want to come out and say, I'll know when they're lying. If you're in charge of loss prevention, it might come in handy. <laughs> that is true. Mark from Mark says incentive, motivation, and more. We have we do de-escalating behavior. I think I had said that one. You have to have that look like you're going to get it when you get home. Look that sort of stern look. But I don't know if that's really resume worthy um, either. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about those skills that parents develop over time, and they change through the different phases, right? Like really right now, and, and, and since I have two kids and two different, I'll have a 10-year-old who's moving into that tween, you know, preteen sort of hormone sensitivity, sensitivity training. Oh, I'll put that. I will definitely add that one to my resume. Those that have survived the teenage years, you can underline sensitivity training on your resume. And then I have the three-year-old, right, where I could put hazardous material handling is still part of the job description um, or, the, or the things that you need to be able to do to raise baby slash toddler. Or like Justin from McGee on the C Spire text line, management of environmental services, a.k.a. <laughs> teaching my daughter it's not okay to go to the bathroom outside. No, or just trying to get the tween to clean up their bathroom or going in with your mask on and your gloves just to clean the hazardous waste that comes out of a teenage preteen uh, preteen room. Mike says, cover up for the mafia. If their mama knew what they really got into, could they have gotten 10 to 20 easy i feel like that i feel like parents you got all these carol says problem solving skills i totally agree critical thinking skills out the wazoo parents we have we are you know incredibly (laughs) 
gifted and talented in so many ways. We just don't know how to, I guess, harness those abilities and make them. So if you are someone who's like brushing up on your resume, like my friend, I mean, here you go. We've given you a laundry list of things to make you an outstanding or frightening <laughs> to, to a future employer, depending on what they're what they're looking for. But, you know, I think everybody wants someone who can problem solve, multitask, de-escalate, conflict. You may want to read, though, as I understand the job description better. <laughs> they may think, what do you where did you come from? War? Yes. On the yes. ceasefire text line, Jared and Hurley, financial analyst, a.k.a. We got enough money to make it to Friday. No kidding. No kidding. Great with money. Good with a budget. Or not. <laughs> I mean, not all parents excel at all of these different skills, but many of us at least have dabbled in it and definitely have those. All right. The conversation isn't ending on the Good Things Facebook group. Head, head there. But coming up next, we're talking storms. Maybe the one that's brewing, but maybe others and those that chase them. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, an 80% chance of rain, cloudy skies, high near 77. Tonight, a 50-50 shot of the wet stuff, low around 71. Your Wednesday, an 80% chance of rain, high near 81. And a look to Thursday, showers and thunderstorms likely as well, partly sunny, high near 84. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Due to a national blood shortage, Mississippi Blood Services is in critical need of donations to refill our supply. Please help Mississippi Blood Services recover their supply of much-needed blood. Visit msblood.com or call 601-368-2673 to find a location near you to donate blood today. That's msblood.com. msblood.com. 37 years. That's a long time, and that's how long Shapley's Restaurant has been bringing you the finest in steaks, seafood, and of course, our homemade hot tamales. This is Mark Shapley, and we are proud that we are celebrating our 37th year in business. Shapley's has been a staple in the greater Jackson market and had the pleasure of serving guests from around the country. This couldn't have happened without you, and we are so grateful for your continued support. Shapley's Restaurant, 37 years and counting. Come see us soon. 601-957-8000. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantees so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Hunting and Timberland are some of the most highly valued and sought after real estate available. Hi, I'm Mike Odom, realtor and land specialist with Four Corner Properties. And from every corner of the state, 4CP is your total real estate solution. Whether you're in the market for an investment track, a weekend getaway for the family, or you want to buy or sell a home, I'm here to help. Call me today on my cell at 601-927-5018 or 601-952-2828 or visit our website, 4CPLandonHomes.com. It's a madness sale. We're back on the lot. The deals are astounding. Really? Stop the noise. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. It's what they're all about. Come see Steve Owen and the friendly staff and find a quality pre-owned vehicle with financing available and a warranty. Pinnacle Motors on the corner of Highway 471 and Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. 
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Good things on your computer or your mobile device. You can watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices, even YouTube. You can now watch Super Talk TV live on C Spire TV. And if you have C Spire TV, you can find it on Channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel, which I do believe many of you have been watching today in Mississippi. But our next guest watches it all the time. We've got Stan with the North Mississippi Storm Chasers and Spotters joining us today. And every time severe weather events stirs up, a group of 35 of them volunteer their time to make sure we have the latest information. So welcome, Stan. Oh, thank you. Glad to be here. Well, I think this is so cool, and I promise you I didn't call in the weather today just to compliment you being on good things, but I do think it's a very, it's a coincidence that we kind of have a dreary bad weather day and we're talking to a storm chaser. Did I take you away from your work to join us today? Uh, I took a little vacation time, so uh, it's all good. It's all good. Okay, so tell us how this worked. The Mississippi, the North Mississippi Storm Chasers and Spotters. You guys have, there's 35 of you, and you volunteer. How, how do you come to this 35? How do you get to become a storm chaser? Uh, typically, you don't have to, you know, be a member of a team. Anybody can do it. It's recommended you take, you know, storm chaser, spotter classes, and, and then maybe ride along with others to get the feel of it. But the biggest thing is you've just got to, have a passion, love to see severe weather, and um, don't mind getting out in the bad weather and then want to help save lives by doing so. Which I know you guys do because you provide latest information, you take the risk, you get out there. This isn't, uh, you know, I mean, it's a lot of fun and a thrill for you, but there's also a lot of real risks that come involved with it. Stan, how did you get involved with this? At what point in your life did you say, you know, I don't want to hide in my safe place or run from the weather, I want to run to it? Uh, it was a slow process. When I was a child, I was terrified of just thunderstorms. Now, if it was a loud clap of thunder, made the windows rattle at night, I was in my parents' bedroom. But I slowly started getting more interested in it. And, you know, I'd read about it. I'd watch things on TV about it. And my fear turned to fascination until one day, about 10 years ago, he said, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go out there. Didn't have a smartphone. Didn't have a radar. I was uh, basically just took out in the car, and I kept calling my wife back, hey, on the TV, where they're saying the storms are now. And uh, I'd go try to see what I could see, and it's just evolved from there. What was the one that made you go, okay, this, this was a thrill? Like, what was the first thing you saw in person that you were like, wow, I can't believe Mother Nature did that, and I got to see it, and I'm going to do this again? It was probably, it had to have been my first tornado that I saw Back in 2013, over in Arkansas, I had gone over there. I knew it was supposed to have been a bad weather day, and I'd been watching one storm. It didn't look like it was going to do anything, so I was just driving to get on another one. And then between here and there, one just spun up right in front of me and crossed the road, and I'm like, yeah, I'm hooked. Man, I would have tucked my tail and hightailed it right back to probably a drier place. But but that's where that's where it differs. That's where you have those that head out there and look for it to make sure folks know when it's coming or where it's at versus us who are sitting at home glued to our TVs or now our smart devices to, you know, understand the latest information. When you talk about a bad weather day, though, Stan, like right now, I think over the last couple of days, everybody listening to good things has gotten some rain in some form or fashion, some more than others. But we we haven't really had any severe weather yet, maybe some flooding uh, in some parts, but not in terms of tornadic. What's What gets on you, your guys' radar for the North Mississippi Storm Chasers? What's considered a bad weather day? Uh, well, you know, typically for us, if we want to go out, you know, right now we haven't seen any severe weather in a while. We're all pretty antsy, so we're prone to go out just to see if we can see lightning. But typically... Um, if it looks like it could be, you know, some any kind of severe weather, whether that be severe wind, hail, or tornadoes, if it starts where it looks like it could be a severe risk of some kind of life-threatening or property-damaging weather, then we'll go out and see what we can see. 
And then what do you do with that information, Stan? I mean, I know I think it was this past April or May uh, that we had the record number of tornadoes that probably kept you guys super busy. And so when you go out and it is a bad weather day or tornado watch or warning kind of day, I mean, what are, what are you guys doing? What are you taking with you now to sort of relay that information? Our, we typically, our first responsibilities will report anything we see back to the National Weather Service that is responsible for the area we're in. Uh, you know, here there's usually Jackson or Memphis, depending on what part of the state we're in. We are also tied in with the WTVA, and we'll relay information back to them, especially if it storms within their coverage area. So that's the two big things we do is we get it to the information of the National Weather Service, and then to our media affiliate, WTVA, so they can update their warnings and update the information they give to the public. So what are you looking for? Because I know we, we hear the tornado warnings and watches. We've learned the difference between you've got the ingredients to bake the cake versus the cake is baking. That's going to be the tornado warning. I think we all, at least over the years, have sort of figured that part out. But as you out there driving, Stan, and you're trying to follow radar or figure out where it's at and you're looking at the sky, are you looking for something specific or a calm in the air? You know, I'm thinking back to, you know, my, my great information from the movie Twister where he felt like he just knew everything thing in the atmosphere and could predict the weather i mean is there is there tricks to that do you guys kind of you know foresee where the tornado is coming uh not really i mean that a lot of hollywood um when we're out we're looking for like visual cues that a severe a tornado may be getting ready to form whether that be you know like a wall cloud form at, at the base of the storm um do we see any rotation within you know we can see the rotation on the radar, but that doesn't always translate to the ground because due to the radar distance and elevation, it can be looking, depending on where you are, 8,000 feet above the ground, so it can't see what's at ground level. So that's one of the reasons we're out there. If we can see, you know, indications that a storm is getting ready to produce a tornado or is producing a tornado, you know, if we can see, you know, debris falling in our area or, but, you know, it's hard to get a good line of sight here in Mississippi due to all the trees. So a lot of times you're just looking for other visual clues. So you've got to be sometimes within a quarter of a half mile of a tornado to actually see it. But if we can see, you know, rotation in the base of the storm, if we have debris falling in our area, just anything that we can say, hey, things aren't normal right now. Have you ever been in a situation, Stan, where you said, nope, not for me. I'm going to keep myself safe and turn around and, you know, lose this one. I had some. I did. I have one time. You know, it was um, the day of the Holly Springs tornado back a few years ago. We had just seen that when we were on it. We were my chase partner and I were trying to get on another storm, but then they were just lined up to where to clear get out of the path of one storm. You're in the path of another, and we finally said, "All right, we just need to kind of break this off and get clear of all of them, and then just come back up and see if we can see damage." We got to keep yourself safe. So you can yeah. keep other people I, safe as well, for sure. And I will say, I have unintentionally, I want to stress unintentionally, been hit by three tornadoes while I'm out chasing, and I, I don't recommend it. So uh, sometimes discretion is the better part of valor. So were you in your truck whenever that happened, Stan? Yes. Did you do what they tell you to do, and it's like get out and find the the ditch to lay in, or did you just hang on tight and pray to Jesus? I would like to say I obeyed all the safety rules, but I hung on tight. Did you see a cow flying across the... <laughs> no, no cows. I'm still waiting for that one. Still waiting for that word to be able to drive through the barn that's, you know, rolling across. Again, I go back to the only education I have, which is nice, is in the movie Twister. But I think that a lot of folks are fascinated by what you do or what storm chasers do simply because it is like there's a, there's a flip a switch flipped in your brain that tells you to go to the storm where everybody else thinks they should shelter from from the storm. Does your wife think you're crazy? Oh, most of my family thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> um, but I, but I, like I've told them, I feel safer. This is just me. I feel safer out there in my truck where I can see what's going on than I do hiding in my closet or the bathroom because you know, we've usually got two or three radars going with our GPS location pinged to the 
radar screen. You know, I can see what's going on. So I said, just for me personally, I'm calmer out there trying to find the storm than I am hiding from it. I can understand that. I think there's a lot of folks that feel like being more informed or being, you know, out there facing it can also um, bring a sense of of calm and relief as well. I know your motto is, we are your calm during the storm. I want to find out more about the 35 volunteers and maybe some of the things you do to prepare. Can you stick with the stand or do you need to get back to work? Oh, no, I'm good for the rest of the day. All right. Well, we got more with North Mississippi Storm Chaser Stan coming up next. At TrustCare Health, we're reimagining healthcare for the modern world. No long waits or hoops to jump through. Just the five-star care you deserve and the convenience you need. From urgent care available seven days a week <coughs> to routine care for the whole family. You're good to go. See you in a couple months. You can get in and out and back to your life. Mama! Stop by one of our convenient locations or visit TrustCareHealth.com. TrustCare Health. Feel better. Faster. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass. They'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. 601-605-4443. So how do you know if you have hail damage? Not all roof damage can be spotted from the ground. Gallo here from Experience Believe Me. You need a pro that you can trust to give you an honest assessment of your roof. There's no better team than Watkins Construction and Roofing. You can trust them to give you an honest evaluation. The Watkins team will answer your call 24-7 and give you a complimentary roof inspection and estimate. Plus count on them to get back with you as fast as the next business day. Financing is available. Count on the pros. Watkins 601-966-8233. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again! If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. It's Alyssa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. There are 12 reasons you can get a divorce in Mississippi, one being irreconcilable differences. But to receive it requires consent from both spouses. That makes getting a divorce more difficult because one spouse can delay the process for years. Senator Bryce Wiggins offered a bill in the last legislative session that would have added an irrevocably broken marriage as grounds for a divorce, but it didn't make it through the House. I stood in the Senate floor and read from the recommendation and said our current laws literally 
are damaging to the families in this state. I had multiple senators stand up and say, this bill is needed because they personally had been through divorces where it was it was weaponized. Wiggins made his recommendations based on a task force of judges, lawyers, and other experts reviewing the state's domestic laws. Mississippi and South Dakota are the only two states without a unilateral, no-fault divorce ground. Wiggins plans to try again in the next legislative session. From the ground up, from the grassroots. That's how we began in 1922, and that's how we do things today. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. 100 years of farming, ranching, and supporting our 180,000 member families. From our state capital in Jackson to our nation's capital in Washington, D.C. Creating policy, advocating for a better way of life for all Mississippi. We've been there through the tough times when Hurricane Katrina blew ashore. There is extensive damage on U.S. 90. Triumphant times, winning the right to vote to protect private property rights for Mississippians. We introduced benefits like our insurance in the 1940s and fought to stretch broadband internet service from DeSoto County to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So, from the ground up, not just a farm organization, 100 years of strengthening our families, our communities, and our state. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau. Super Talk. Nobody keeps Mississippi informed like we do. With 12 stations covering all 82 counties. If it happens in your state, we're on top of it. The news, the weather, the sports, and the talk that's important to you. The issues that matter to you, your family, and your bank account. It's all right here. And when you're away from home, depend on the Super Talk app and supertalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Super Talk Mississippi. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. forget you can watch good things on your computer or your mobile device or over at supertalktv.com we're continuing our conversation with storm chaser stan he's with the north mississippi storm chasers and spotters and stan we got a text message on our ceasefire text line from jason he said he's a spotter and that you are correct correct very often radar is late picking up rotation or showing things that don't translate to the ground and so it's usually good that you, it's safer if you can see something coming versus not. How, how on percentage wise, and it had to be a perfect percentage stand, are the storms at night versus the daytime that you guys have to go out and uh, chase after? We try to mainly do it during the day, but as you know, Mississippi and the South in general is notorious for nocturnal tornadoes. So I would say, if you know people want to, you know the chasers want to go out. 50 to 60% of the time, if not more, you know, there's certainly severe weather that you can chase into the nighttime hours. How far is your reach? I mean, I know you're in North Mississippi. Are all 35 volunteer chasers in that area, or do they span across a significant uh, portion of the state? Uh, We're primarily North Mississippi. I know a lot of them are up in the northeast part of the state around Tupelo. I live in Starkville. We've got some in Ackerman. And then I know we go over to the Water Valley and Oxford area, so we're pretty distributed across the north part of the state. When it comes to tornado stand in Mississippi, is that part of the state, the northern part, more active in tornadoes than the rest, or is it just kind of depends on the weather system or other sort of variables? Each each storm system is going to be unique, but uh, the last numbers I heard, I don't know that this is still accurate, but I'm feel pretty confident it is, but actually Smith County, Mississippi leads the nation per, you know, in number of tornadoes on a ratio wide. So I would say central Mississippi probably gets a little more than north Mississippi, but that's just going to be at the whim of each storm system. I wonder if that has anything to do with why their watermelons are so good. Who knows? It could be something in the atmosphere. 
Maybe they get just enough rain and hail on them to make them good. <laughs> anything, anything is possible, and anything is obviously possible with any weather pattern or weather system. So when do you all, as storm chasers, start sort of marking your calendar or your antenna goes up for severe weather? Because now, I mean, with the beauty of radar and sort of the other technology, you do have uh, forecasters that will start telling you warnings days out, it feels like, uh, if, if a severe weather event may be lurking. So when do you all start really honing in on a night or a day that you're going to go out and actually start looking? Most of us, being the weather nerds that we are, will look at the forecast models on a daily basis. And once you start getting into our peak severe weather season, you know, which for here, the spring season is going to be mid-March to the first week or two of May. And then we'll typically get a fall season that can be anywhere from November into January. But once we start getting into those peak times, we're watching the models every day, and we'll see something. And we may see it starting to show something 10 or 12 days out. We won't say anything that far out because models are highly subjective. They'll have a major outbreak in one day and take it out the next run. But once we start getting with it within 10 days and start seeing consistent pattern, that's when our, our radar really starts to go up that we may have something on the horizon. And then what's the chatter behind closed doors? I know you have a Facebook uh, group. It's the North Mississippi Storm Chasers. You've got like 70,000 members in there that look to you guys to keep them updated or at least to alert them with weather. Behind the scenes, though, when who, do you all decide who goes where or do you kind of keep tally on each other? Is it like a, you know, a brotherly kind of system? Do you take someone with you or a buddy system, should I say? What happens when you all deploy? When we deploy, we're basically free to go wherever we want to or not, you know, can't go out one day. We may skip the storm, but when we go out, you know, we've watched the uh, weather. We think we have a pretty good idea of where the storms are going to develop. So we're free to go wherever we want to go to try to set up on the storms. And uh, sometimes, you know, we will chase solo. Are we will chasing, you know, somebody with us? I'll have a chase partner on the team that goes with me a lot. And uh, we'll just split the duties on what we do while we're out. So we're not, one person's not overloaded trying to do everything. So what are you doing? What are the duties that gets uh, delegated to the different chase, if you have a chase partner? All right. Well, I know with my chase partner, and his name is Tom, when we go out, We've got it split up. You know, I'm usually driving. I'll have a radar I'm watching. He'll have a radar he's watching. Sometimes we may be watching two different storms trying to see which one we need to move on. But then once we see something, we have it. He's also, he'll navigate for me. Um, But when we see something we need to report, you know, it's split up. I'll report to the National Weather Service. He'll report back to our chase team on our private page. And he'll report to WTVA. So we just have the duty split up so like i said i'm not trying to drive navigate watch the storms and send reports in all at the same time teamwork teamwork makes the dream work it feels like it's it's probably organized chaos is that fair stan uh that would be a very accurate description I can only imagine. And then, to a thrill at sort of the same time um, as well. You mentioned during, if it's the down seasons, you all get antsy and start looking for lightning. Does Mississippi have some great lightning history or stories or, or, or times that you have seen? I don't know if you know us any more than any other state, but we can get, some, especially in the summer, some pretty good pop-up storms that will have a lot of electrical charge and they can usually put on a pretty good uh light display for us i know one of your videos kind of went va- viral when it came to union county and a lightning storm what night was that oh i'm trying to think which video that was that must i think that was somebody else on the team so i hate to embarrass myself but i'm really not sure Oh, that's fine. That's a good way of saying that if you want to check out some of the videos, they can be a part of your Facebook group, which is North Mississippi Storm Chasers. How did that Facebook group um, come about? It was founded by the founder of the team, uh, Brett, back when he founded it back in 2003. And it just grew, you know, he was posting storm footage, you know, videos or pictures. And then it just grew from there to what it is today. And now we've also... You know, got a YouTube page, Twitter, our own website. So um, we're trying to expand our 
footprint as much as we can. You mentioned if you wanted to be a storm chaser, a volunteer with your group or maybe others, that there was a certification or maybe some training you could go through. If somebody's interested in maybe learning more or being a little more official with their thrill-seeking of a storm, what what would you recommend? Uh, the first thing I would recommend is the National Weather Service and all the offices offer spotter training classes. They have a basic and then an advanced class that's available. And it'll teach you, hey, here's what you look for. Here's the ways to help keep yourself safe. And I would recommend taking those. Gosh, I said I've been chasing for 10 years, and I've probably been through that basic class six or seven times. I've been through an advanced class two or three times. Just learning as much as you can before you go out there because, you know, like we've hinted at before, once you go out there, if you make a mistake, it could be your first and only time storm chasing. So we advise if you want to go out and do it, please try to learn as much as you can to be as safe as possible. And two, though, you get the reward of getting those messages of asking, is it safe to go to sleep? And I, I love that, Stan, because if my husband is working a different shift than the storm and it happens to be night, I'll send the same message of, like, tell me I can go to bed because he's my storm watcher because <laughs> I don't know how to watch the weather. And so just getting that, you know, feeling of, like, you're good, we're out here, we're watching, go on to bed. You know, I know that means everything, and that's why you guys—that's um, why you guys do it. So, where can we find you? You mentioned all the different ways, Stan. I know the Facebook group. Is it North Mississippi Storm Chasers also on Twitter or your website? Uh, yes. You know, I said our website is www.nmsas.org. Our Twitter is just at nmsas, and uh, same for YouTube. Well, I know y'all are itching to get out there and chase something, but I'm okay if you're sitting at home bored. So, because <laughs> that means there's not as, as bad weather, uh, Stan. But I appreciate your time here on Good Things. Y'all stay safe, okay? I appreciate it. Thank you. Somebody's got to do it, but it ain't going to be me. But I appreciate those that want to go into the storm and look. But at the same time, when you do see those videos that pop up of those wonderful events in Mother Nature, that they were safely able to even video or capture via photo, you have to think that being there and seeing it with your own two eyes was, you just couldn't put words into probably what that is is like. Ron, have you ever actually seen a tornado like with your own eyes? Yes. I don't think I ever have. I think I may have seen maybe like a funnel cloud or this, but I am the duck and run in my safe space. If I see one, it's on on accident. Sheer accident. Have you ever seen a tornado? A tornado? Let us know. We got more good things for you coming up next. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Glutstadt, south of Germantown High, Calloway's has a large selection of all your favorite trees and shrubs, all on sale now. Calloway's has large rolls of pine straw, and we're offering quantity pricing. Calloway's outdoor patio furniture is in stock and ready for delivery, all 25 to 50% off, and for a limited time, free delivery in the metro area. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, jams and the best tomatoes in town callaways has farm fresh produce seven days a week did you know callaways has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for your indoor and outdoor living spaces callaways has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery callaways landscape designers clinton streeter and Corey castle can design and install your landscape callaways glutstadt on calhoun station parkway south of germantown high callaways is everything for home and garden that's what callaways is 
Hello, my name is John Merrill, the owner of Amada Senior Care. We're your local trust advisor for senior home care. We provide experienced caregivers for your loved ones so they can remain in their home. Just like you would care for your loved ones, our employees provide assistance with their personal care needs. As your trusted senior advisor, I can help your family navigate the long-term care insurance process. Just call me, John Merrill with Amada Senior Care, for your free in-home consultation, 601-864-3752. How can RJ Young help you? with digital communications, managed IT services, business process outsourcing, and office equipment and technology, RJ Young is your source for the technology solutions that power your business. For more information and a quick demo of the modern office and how it's increasing efficiency and bottom lines of businesses across the country, visit us at themodernoffice.com. This is the closing agri-market report. At the close of New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton was down 191 to 112.23. March cotton was down 217 to 109.07. At the close of the Chicago Board of Trade, November soybeans were up 25 and three quarters to 14.61 per bushel. January soybeans were up 24 and three quarters to 1466 and three quarters per bushel. December corn was up 26 and a quarter to 655 and a quarter per bushel. March corn was up 25 and a quarter to 661 and a half per bushel. At the mercantile, October live cattle was up 10 cents to 144.60. December live cattle was up 15 to 150.67. October feeders down 202 to 184.45. November feeders down 217 to 186.42. And at this hour, Dow Jones is down 127 points, 32,937. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri News Network. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Do you ever feel like you are in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators assure you will always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Propane. Clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com today. Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. My daddy spent his life looking up at the sky. Kick the dust, saying the sun is way too dry. The clouds up in the city, the weatherman complains. But where I come from, rain is a good thing. Who's gonna enjoy the song? Rain makes corn, corn makes whiskey. Whiskey makes my baby feel a little frisky. You know, he's a lot better on the radio than he is live, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's Just a great throw him under the bus. <laughs> but it's a great song, especially on a rainy day like we're having here in uh, in Mississippi. Welcome back to Good Things, Jason. I thought you were going to say that about the band that brought us into the last segment, <laughs> Millie Vanilli. But no, just throw Luke Bryan under the bus. I'm not the only one that would that would say uh, say that as well. That you know, some artist, you know, it's like say it's you know. Well, I'll throw them on. I have folks that come up to me all the time and say, "Oh, you're much prettier in person." <laughs> so it's kind of, <laughs> you know, we all have our strengths and our weaknesses, and you know, he's doing fine. His my comment is not hurting his bottom dollar. 
one uh, one bit. But Jason says everyone in Mississippi should do a spotter class talking about uh, storm chasing, regardless of wanting to chase. His nine-year-old son has done it twice because stuff changes so fast at home sometimes. They need to know um, how to see what's happening. I, I fully um, stand behind that. I've never done it, but I think... I'm sure at some point, you know, again, going back to if if you were a farmer or you worked the land or, you know, you just didn't have the TV to turn on or the news to turn on to tell you what was happening. You just learned or sort of knew what was happening with the clouds and in the air and all that. Well, I mean, go back to the Wizard of Oz. They didn't have a siren to tell them the tornado was coming. They didn't have an, an emergency alert system. They weren't getting texts on their smartphone saying seat cover. Nope. The witch just came and dropped a house right right on top of her. Didn't see it coming at all. And you were there? And you were, were there? there? <laughs> we're not in Kansas no more, Toto. Um, Bob in Summit says that he's been in three tornadoes. No, thank you. I think, well, if you include water spouts, I've seen a handful. But I've seen one real tornado and four or five water spouts. But water spouts rarely have ever caused damage because they're out over water like in the gulf and they don't have the strength to make it onto land and but if they do they're a terror and you need to watch out there there's just something terrifying about the idea that it could pop out anywhere from the sky i mean i know it, i'm sure if you're a star chaser and you have more knowledge i mean not anywhere but in terms of the I mean, if you're on a bright, sunshiny day with no wind whatsoever and a tornado just drops down there (laughs) next to you, you did something to tick off the big man upstairs. So the closest I've ever gotten to, I guess, something like that is I was driving up Highway 18 and Brandon from the Home Depot, if you know what I'm talking about, along the long stretch. And I watched out of my front window... Jesus just looked at the truck in front of me and said, zap, with with a lightning bolt. And I, like, I didn't know what to do. I mean, like, the whole truck went, and he pulled over, and it was like his tires even smelt or whatever it may be. But he had a big antenna with the tennis ball on top. So CB it, antenna, yeah. Yeah, and so whatever it was probably fried everything. He got out, and so I kept driving because I was like, you're fine, and I don't want to be next, which is probably a terrible thing to do, but I have no skills whatsoever to help you. And he seemed fine, just sort of, sort of startled, and I thought to myself, wow, I'm going to church on Sunday. I'm going to say my prayers tonight. Holy guacamole. And it, I mean, it was as if Seriously, it, he just pointed with his finger and said, the, you know, because you think lightning is so random, but it's not. I mean, I think the statistics of being struck by lightning are scarier than you'd like to think in terms of being in a tornado or some of the sort of other things that we think of. I think it happens more often than we would like to give it credit. Maybe not like you getting hit, like things getting hit by lightning. Yeah, I was about to say the, the scariest lightning story I've got was on uh summer trip with the church youth group we went to gulf shores baptist assembly and they had a a big pier out into the the gulf there and we were standing at the end of the pier with a group of people and the hair on the back of our necks all started standing up and we had been told if that happens get off the pier well we get about halfway down the pier and what felt like right off the end of the pier boom lightning strikes and we're like all right yep it's time to go inside or I we think we all too have heard the big boom. If you especially if you live around trees or you live in the woods where lightning found a found a tree or found the ground or whatever it may be. It's a little wake up call like there's somebody up there. The lightning wand. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. The conversation never ends over on the Good Things Facebook group. We'd love to have you there. Stick with us. you got more coming up next with the boys with Sports Talk Mississippi. They are going to be on the road this week as well as football is back on Friday. But we'll meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things.
Mississippi Media Production.